Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. I'm so sleep deprived today. Um, oh, I had nothing last night. Oh, why? I did a, so. I did a gig and got back at like um, I don't know. one too late for a gig, but I got back about uh, half eleven or something like that. Right. And then just as I was getting in, my wife came downstairs and both of the older children had wet the bed oh at the same almost in in oh. sequence not in sequence in um see i can't even think of words anymore <laughs> <laughs> synchronized uh and then the baby was awake and angry as well so then it was just like all night and i'd said oh because i'm not gigging tonight so i was like i'll get i'll get up in the morning as well so then it was just like every now, every hour from one till five, oh and then my. I was just up at five. Oh my god! <laughs> and the, the difference between us is, um, I got in last night at probably uh, just before tenish, and then uh, Richard Parker. <laughs> Did you make pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> had another midnight pancake. Um, Richard Parker wanted to go out, so he went out, and I was thinking, that's good, because he might be out for two hours, then he'll come uh, back in again just before I go to bed. But then he wanted to go back out again just before I was going to bed, so I was falling asleep thinking, ah, at one point in the night, I might have to wake up and open the back door to let him in. And um, that was what I thought might be my disturbed night's sleep. And I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to be on it for the podcast, I'm going to be... <laughs> and in the end, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, he didn't even come back. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> so I slept straight through, I'm sorry Yo, to say. <laughs> I feel for you, man. I thought mine was bad. Jeez, man. Yeah, no. Oh, no, for the so... listener, Richard Parker is, is Jake's cat, if you've not. If you've not oh, yeah, so not my house. Worth always, always saying that. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, will you get to sleep after this? Um, well, I'll be on such a high. That, of that, course. No, I've got the adrenaline pumping. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, that's a that's a lovely idea. I do. That's something I really appreciate these days. is a is a daytime nap. Oh. Um So if I could if I could make that work, that would be incredible. I mean, 
I, I, I want to agree with you, but it seems like I've got absolutely no reason to be having one anyway. <laughs> so just, if I was like, oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, doesn't it make all the difference? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Where George, were you last I'm night? Sorry. Um, last night, I was just in London. Um, so I've been doing previews uh, all week. I had um preview on Monday. I did uh, the Bill Murray, um, which was very lovely. Yeah. Uh, some nice fans followers whatever came along <laughs> um it was it was nice but i'm still uh, however having done now three previews in a row the show is like quite i think complete i'm like i'm happy with it it's where i want it to be oh that's good yeah that's quite good and although Not i bad. did write a new ending yesterday on the way home but i'm so sure it'll work i think like that'll be fine and if it doesn't work it's fine your new ending to the entire show yeah and you're just so certain it'll work without even trying it. That is... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Oh, I cannot wait for next week. Well, here you go. <laughs> so that, I horrifically misjudged that. Uh, the gig was yeah. great until the when 59th does, when does the minute actual... when I got booed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when, did, uh, when does the actual official tour start? Uh, I should know this, so I will check. It is... Um, to check my own tour here, I'm going to have to go on to... Um, uh, no, my Instagram page. 27th of March, it starts in Cardiff. Oh, right. Okay. So I've actually booked in, I've got another preview, one more. I've got, I'm doing one for Math Brown outside the box. Um, but also, that ending, I will probably try in some club gigs. And so I'll see if it works. Okay, there. so it's not, it's not prop based then. It's not. No, 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 no. It's not like me coming out in a costume. <laughs> Or a musical number. No, okay. It's literally, basically, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to say anything because it gives it away or, or <laughs> whatever. Basically, it's it's a, I've got a back reference at the end to something I previously said and I thought I could probably double up on it. Anyway, we'll see. But I think... That's good, yeah. It's well, always, I, it that's the thing, laugh. isn't it? That is the <laughs> trick to try and find an ending to a show because that's, you, uh, when you're trying to put a show together, it's a load of, it's a load of bits for at the start and then you usually get to a point where you're like pretty happy with it, but it hasn't got an ending. Yeah. Obviously, that is such. It's so ethereal trying to find an an, an ending because it could be anything. Mm. And you think, well, what do I do? I like sit down and try and figure it out, or do I just keep trying it and hopefully it will come? What I often find is the way an ending comes is you just think, oh, that bit that's in the middle. If that goes at the end, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> and then that's yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And in fact, I had um, I had a new joke that worked, and then the next day I was in my kitchen, and then I was like, "That could do. That could be the ending. That could go again at the end." And so, like, yeah. literally, it was just like it, it wasn't me not even sitting down to try and think about it because I actually read. This is probably quite boring. I don't know. Tell me if it is. There's a book called The Creative Curve that I read, and it says about how, you know, when people come up with really good ideas. Boring! <laughs> <laughs> You're very different when you've not had sleep, aren't you? <laughs> I could be napping, Jay. No, no. Make this interesting. <laughs> No, I, I, that was a, it is interesting. Go on, creative. <laughs> no, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's basically, you know that when you have that thought in the shower, you have good ideas come to you in the shower, or you're out for a walk, and suddenly you go, oh. And they say how, like, the when you're working away, it's one certain bit of your brain that's yeah. working. There's another bit that likes love, makes connections. And so that part of the yeah. brain is best to be left alone. And it just suddenly, that's why you think, whoa, I just had this like light bulb moment, but it's not, you did all this work and then this other part of the brain then yeah. s- likes to process it in the, like on its own. It's really interesting, uh, actually. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, it is. And I love that. And I love that that is the way it works because it takes such pressure off when you can't figure something out in the moment. Mm. And because I've read a, a different book about that, but the, the same thing. And it's like, as long as you give your brain a load of stuff and then let it work away in the background, it'll do that. But the problem I have, it's so hard to convince my wife that I'm working when she, looking at me, she's going, you play When you're having a two-hour shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> George, I don't think it's coming yeah. this time. <laughs> yeah. The steam's coming out the bottom of the bathroom door. This has to stop in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But it's hard to make. Yeah, it's hard to make it look like hard work. On showers, do, do you ever have cold showers? <laughs> um, sometimes I do. Sometimes at the end, I just chuck it on cold. Um, if, yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah. yeah, if if I'm feeling brave, but otherwise, I just think you know what? <laughs> I, I don't do that. I, I know like ice baths and everything and everything, but I just think you know what? I've worked quite hard to have quite a nice life. I've got a nice life. Why ruin it with a cold shower? <laughs> I know. Well, the, the the dilemma I always have. I'm a sucker for stuff like that, like little um, health gimmicks. But with cold showers, so, so I do them. But I'm yet to be completely convinced, like medically, that they that they're good. I mean, obviously everyone does them, and mm. everyone on Instagram is doing ice baths and stuff like that. And I love the thought of going through that little bit of pain and how it improves your health but everything i yeah. try and read it's like oh well limited research and stuff like that and they all the thing that i always think about so i was in a, a sauna at the gym maybe about a year a year and a half ago and there used to be like a plunge pool outside of it right and then they just completely like t- tiled over the top uh, and they'd stopped using it and someone was someone went oh yeah it's because too many of the old boys would go straight in there after the sauna and then, like, the heart would pack in or something oh like God. that. And I was like, oh, God. So now every time I'm thinking about, oh, I want to get into ice stuff, I think, oh, God, old boy's heart's packing in those things, though. So When they say too many of the... How many times did it happen before they went, <laughs> we should probably stop this? <laughs> yeah, well, they'd started mounting up above the... Uh, They're just, the sort of were they still in it when they tiled the it over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God, yeah. That's like idea. something from like an episode of like Goosebumps when you're you know, yes. uncovering an old gym. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, I love Goosebumps. Dark, I wanted to be the next R.L. Yeah. Stein. Love those. Did you ever watch Eerie Indiana? No, I don't. Even, I never even heard of that. Oh, there was just this other. Show. I don't even. You know those sort of shows you would come across when you were younger. You didn't even know when they were on or what. You just sort of stumbled across them. There was that yeah. and like Alex Mack. Just a few of these shows. Do you remember Alex yeah. Mack when she would become the liquid? Oh yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that was Alex Mack 
Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, maybe. Um, let me have a look on, on uh, IMDb. She... Or who was Clarissa Explains It All? <laughs> yeah, maybe. There was one of those two. Uh, hold on. Uh, and, Sabri- Alex... and then there's obviously Sabrina. I yeah. She was two of those three. So Alex Mack. The Secret World of Alex Mack is the uh, the full title, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that was... No, that was uh, Larissa Alenik. Um God, that was a good show. And so, yeah, Melissa Joan Hart, Clarissa Explains It All. God, yeah, that was her. Huh. She, um, she did it. I might have even said this on the show before when we were talking about our most famous followers. She is not one of my followers, but she has posted one of my videos on her Instagram grid. But I only know because someone told me. Right. She didn't, she didn't tag me in it. Melissa Joan Hart was Clarissa and Sabrina. Yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. So she posted your story. She posted your reel. <laughs> I mean, that's insane because th- those programs were on the same at the same time, weren't they? Yeah, she must. She could have been huge. No, but I mean, you you would have watched one of them and then watched the other one, and I was not, not a smart child. <laughs> I was a lot in my own mind and my own brain. That's why, like, you were like, well, they haven't got the same name, so George, as a, same... <laughs> as a child, I was so like. It, it, for example, that I loved Eerie Indiana, but I, as I said before, I couldn't even remember when it was on or why. I just remember loving the show, but never been able to find it when I wanted to watch it. I remember like the packed lunches my mum used to make me. I remember being, well, I'll, I'll finish that story, then I'll go to the next one. The packed lunches I didn't like, <laughs> and it was only when I left school I told my mum, oh no, she was like, you could have told me you didn't like them, I would have just obviously given you something else. And also, it took me ages to realise there was a difference between fish fingers and chicken nuggets. I remember just thinking, when when the chicken nuggets are long, like, rectangles, they don't taste as good. And then my mum was like, no, that's fish. And I was like, I hadn't even... I, I, whatever, life just happened to me, and I just sort of let it happen. It took me a while to become questioned. fully engaged in the universe. Um, so, so, yeah, so the idea that that was the same person would have, like... I would. I don't know. I mean, I would have yeah. just thought maybe she is the actress, and that if there's a, a blonde girl in TV shows, oh, I might have thought it was the same show. And I was thinking, cool, wasn't much magic in this episode. <laughs> yeah. She yeah, just, she, she just keeps explaining would... a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Alex Maxwell and Al said, but she's called, that makes it confusing because she's called Larissa, which sounds like Clarissa. Obviously, right. Uh, but that's not her. But Alex Mack, I always remember. There are a few songs which stay in my head forever. So I imagine will stay in my head forever. But I remember there was once an advert on Nickelodeon for Alex Mack, and it would always go, "Alex Mack wears a hat. How about that? She's got a big striped patchwork fisherman too." It was just all about the hat she wears, and I think about it all the time. <laughs> which, which, I mean. <laughs> I, I, it took, I, I was a bit older when I got Nickelodeon, so I don't even know exactly where I was watching Alex Mack, but I remember it being a treat when I was on holiday in America. How old? <laughs> yeah. But what I did. When you got do, your own place. To, yeah. Well, actually, on that, I do remember when I went to university, my big binge thing was to go back and watch. I used to watch Dexter's Laboratory a lot at university. I used to watch Ed, Ed and Eddie really? at uni. Yeah, I used to like that. 
comfort. Oh, I think really? that was away from home. That tells me. That tells me you were either homesick or you were a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we know which one it was. Um, <laughs> let's just say I wasn't watching Ed, Ed and Eddie and eating some brownies. I was, I was watching it and holding a picture of my family in a frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, bizarre for them to sort of... Because that was an advert for Alex Mack. Yeah. I mean, the last thing you'd... You'd, you'd, um, this is the girl that can turn into liquid and get wherever she wants, and they've decided to focus on the hat. <laughs> how do we, how do the viewing, the viewing figures aren't as high as, as we'd like? How, how do we get them in? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just sort of do a Our research about says kids wear? like hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh, yeah. What are people into? Hats. I remember having that advice on stand up. It's like, yeah, what's, you know, what are people into at the moment? Why don't you do some stand up about that? And it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sense make any sense. What? <laughs> I, I can't even... I, I hate that advice. I can't even imagine what that means. <laughs> what are people into at the minute? Because then you just... I mean, I mean, I'm sure maybe at some point, you know, that worked for Peter Kay. <laughs> what, were people, what do people yeah. used to be into? Is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, what well, are people yeah. into? Because then, like, that's like a comedian in like 1998 going out and being like, "So what about pogs? <laughs> hey, what do we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh dear. Um, also, that's a way to make your material have a lifespan. I remember yeah. gigging with a gigging with a, an act, and uh, I didn't think he was very good, and. Um, it was before, no, in fact, I wasn't gigging with him. It was before I started. I went to watch him at the Brecknell Comedy Centre with my friend Barry. And this guy died on his ass. It was such a bad gig. He just died. Anyway, um, he was doing stuff about James Bond. And he, and he, I remember at the start, he went, oh, see, there's a new James Bond film out. And he started talking about it. And I was thinking, <laughs> you clearly do this every four years. You, like, dust off the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. God. And it was so bad <laughs> as well. Just a way to try and oh, man. stay relevant. Oh, God. And, but me and my yeah. friend, honestly, the hardest I've laughed because it was dead silent in the gig as he was dying for 20 minutes. But all you could hear... And if it was me or Barry, just every every now and again, just going <clears throat> because we were like crying, you know that <laughs> laughter that can only go inwards. Because I think, like, yeah, 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 which I I assume things I I assume is because like um, I was a com- I had a comedian brain. Like you find it funny when an act is dying. It's it's a funny thing because we know that person. We're now seeing yeah. that person out of their comfort zone. It's, and we know that feeling as well. We know what you know what it's like being in well, that. Speak for so yourself. It's even more fun. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh god, that feeling! That feeling. <laughs> but that uh, you find it with like actors who are t- t- they talk about their toddler children, and the actors, you know, clearly the age two. Grand- <laughs> the kids have grown up and left home, but then. Yeah. That's why I keep having kids, just to, just to keep the, yeah. the birth story if you just leave, and leave enough enough of a gap that when the oldest can start to have their own children, the youngest is still pretty young, then you go, oh, yeah. my grandchildren, <laughs> what are they like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this act that I saw. This isn't that long ago. It's, uh, it's since lockdown, and I was doing a gig, and they had a bit of material 
And for the material, we had to talk about a TV talent show. And they were talking about Pop Idol. <laughs> and it wasn't... They could have... It, it, it didn't rely on it being Pop Idol. So they could have at least changed... I mean, now X Factor's not been on for like three years anyway. Yeah. But they didn't even bother to change it for that. So they must have been doing it for like 20 years or something. And, and, and that is a sort of reference that would just make the audience feel so tense because in, in especially in like UK audiences they would just feel tense and awkward for the act because they're like yeah. we all now know this is a trick we all now know you're lying we all now know this yeah, was yeah. 20 years ago yeah. and now yeah. I mean like Pop Idol was like Will Young and Gareth Gates I just listened to a podcast about like um, well I've just listened to two actually one is about uh, about the X Factor, I think it was, and then the other one is about just the history of reality TV. Right, it's talking about those early early days of those of, of Pop Idol and mm. uh, the X Factor. Honestly, man, they play back some of the clips of that. The some of the things that Simon Cowell would say to people is just horrible. Oh yeah, because <laughs> like that was just, a big just, thing for a while, just, wasn't it? To like to be mean. Yeah, and you just exactly, and it's like you. It actually made me feel quite good about the world that you'd think people wouldn't accept that now. Like, he, a girl would come in and you'd just say, you're too overweight. You'll never be a pop star. You're far too overweight. Mental. And it'd be like, what? Like, no one would say that on telly. In fact, the only place I ever hear fat jokes on mainstream TV mm. is The Chase. Oh, really? They make them all the time. Yeah, the introductions for two of the chasers... It's always just a joke about them being, being big. No, I'm like, what is... <laughs> I saw I saw a clip of the chase come through the other day on an Instagram reel, and I forgot that at one point during the pandemic, um, I think when I was at my lowest, I was so addicted <laughs> to the chase that I was just binge watching it uh, yeah. all day, every day, and then I got the app, and then I started playing the app, and I I just I forgot that I had like a month where I was just doing nothing but consuming and playing the chase. <laughs> <laughs> I've completely forgot. I just... That's awesome. That is one of those things where I bet you can get into it and think, if I, if I devote enough time to this... Like you and your dance. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And, but then I've, I think as, as, what happened to everybody during the pandemic is that we all, um, we all put on a bit of weight. And so at one point, the fat jokes got too much of me. And I was like, I can't stand this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I do love the chase, by the way. But it's uh, I, I once uh, uh, I met. Well, obviously we both know Paul Sinner, but yeah. I also met um, uh, the governess and. Oh yes. Anne. Yes, I met her. I, I, uh, I, um, yes. Was it a party like an ITV party? Well, no, it wasn't there. But I worked on a TV show with her, um, and she was oh, lovely. Right, really? Yeah. Yeah, she's really nice, isn't she's she? So yeah, she's so lovely. So nice. Yeah, I completely yeah. forgot about that. And this was post-COVID. And clearly I'd forgot that I was addicted to her at one point. Addicted to the TV show she was on. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with you. <laughs> they shouldn't have been allowed near the show. They should have done some, some more background checks on the apps yeah, I downloaded yeah, yeah. in the last few years. God, yeah, she was so nice. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. But I didn't get invited to the party. It's probably why. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't her part. <laughs> God, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, again, I did think yesterday, because I don't know if, you, if you're the same as me, but I, I love getting into things that I used to be into. Like, um, at the minute, I'm really into, like, Pokemon Go. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, because, uh, because I'm travelling so much, the Pokemon get rarer in other... And I'm like, I get to, like, travel. So, that's, like, a perfect thing for me to be, like, collecting <laughs> new ones. And I just thought... And because yeah. other people have jobs and, you know, or, or, or more likely people that are playing it have school that they don't have the time to put yeah. into it that I do. So I was thinking, I could become the best Pokemon trainer in the world. <laughs> you could become the best kid in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's my aim, I think. I, everything I do is like stuff that I was into like 20 plus years ago. And I just, I just get into it again and again. Um, which is quite nice because that's, that's, that's sort of what life is, right? It's sort of finding, trying, trying all these things and then going, actually, what I liked, what made me happy. And now these sort of five to ten things... And that is now my thing. Like, for example, I promised myself I wasn't going to mention this on a podcast because it's really boring and do shout boring at any point. But I really like <laughs> American football and I like doing fantasy football with American football because it's very tactical and it's all very about numbers and stats. Yeah. But the, the NFL season only runs from like September to February. And then it's then uh, there's nothing for months apart from you get like the draft and you get all that the schedule coming out and all this other stuff anyway i've now this week joined a dynasty fantasy league which means we are currently drafting which means picking our players that we want um yeah which will be our team for the next minimum five years oh what so it's like that's and so the draft at the minute, usually what happens is, sorry if anybody thinks this ball win, I know, and I'm trying to make it as quick as I can. Usually if you draft for a, <laughs> a fantasy league, it, it's only for that ongoing season. So you draft and everyone gets like two or three minutes on the clock to select their player because nobody can have the same player, right? So it all you take it in turns to select a player. But this one, because it's dynasty, there's so many players and there's 12 of us in the league, we each get eight hours on the clock to make our decision. And then the draft pauses from 10 p.m. till 8 a.m. and then goes again the next day, and it's I'm and it keeps my brain entertained constantly. I get something to think about, <laughs> and it's something that I was into, and now I get to be super into it. And that it's sort of so. Yes, that's the difference when I was a child when I, I couldn't even tell the difference between a TV thing. show, and now I'm like in in in. Say yeah, again, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have the mental. <laughs> now you've got the mental capacity to understand Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think that's a. That's a. I think it's a bloke thing. I, I reckon there'll be women listening to this thinking, "Oh, grow up, lads," because <laughs> <laughs> because I I think that's what it is. It is. Uh, I do I do agree with you because I like doing it as well. But it's like, it's a refusal to. Uh, enter the adult world and just thinking fine I'm going back to what I like uh, <laughs> don't give me that voice and I did, uh, <laughs> that wasn't an impression of you it was an impression of the attitude of like, but uh, I, I did it a couple of years ago uh, and even now it's sort of embarrassing to say but I even I do still uh, I stand by the reasons for doing it but my wife was just like rolled her eyes so high because I got some rollerblades a couple of years ago. Right, <laughs> okay. Okay, this is something, George. Okay, go on. And then I'm going to draw a rollerblade on my notepad here so I remember to talk about it after. Go on. 
<laughs> well, this is... Yeah, so I... Because uh, I used to do it when I was younger. Mm. And, like, when I was a teenager. So, like, I like, probably, like, spent loads of time down the skate park all the time. Yes. Um, absolutely loved it. Like, I was, I was so into it. You know, do it every day and stuff. Um, and at, at the time, I was thinking, this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be a pro skater. That's what I thought. There's right? a pattern here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realise what it is with you. Actually. Is yeah. whatever it is you decide. No, we talk not that that's going to be an interest. That's going to be your career. <laughs> yeah. And I think when I realise something isn't going to be my career, then I, I just give up. Give up. Um, but I did that for ages. And then I think when I got to like, college and uni it was like oh i was doing other things and i started going out and stuff i stopped doing it anyway um watching dexter's laboratory i was listening (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) and then i'd listened to this podcast maybe two or three years ago that was about that feeling of um socially distant sports bar which is like ellis james and mike bubbins and Mm. steph guerrero which is a great podcast but they're talking about uh, the feeling of when you get to it's sort of what you're saying when you get to be grown up you can get the things that maybe you couldn't get when you were a kid so you can buy the best football boots yep. for, for five aside mm-hmm. and even though um, you're not a kid anymore the feeling is still the same like you yes. put them on and go onto that pitch and it's still that feeling and it's one of the rare feelings of a kid that you can recapture. Yeah. Is is that. Yeah. And it got me thinking and I thought, oh God, I'll just love that feeling of uh like dropping into a half pipe or something like that. Yes. And I and I loved it when I was younger and I've just told myself, Well, you're never gonna feel that again because you're 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 in your thirties. Like, that's not what people in their thirties do. And then I just thought, oh f- that like i'm just gonna buy one and just have that feeling and even if i'm not gonna say that i want to like do it all the time or devote my life to it but why not just feel that lovely feeling again yeah so then but do buy more than one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna buy one i'm like well i can see the issue here (laughs) I don't know how good you were, but yeah, I imagine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine you couldn't do it one-footed. I was just going round in circles. Um, I can see why you didn't turn pro. But, <laughs> yeah, I've got a very grazed foot. Is that the point you're making, very that now you're an soft. adult, you can afford two? Yeah. So I bought them, and then, yeah, I was just, like, going down going down the skate park, like, drop the kids off at school. On your older blades, because they'll get, they'll get an age where that has to stop. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, I, did, I, I don't, I've not done it for a while. Actually, we were just having a clear out the other day, and uh, how it was like, are we, are we getting rid of these then? And I was like, back off. Yes, right, good, 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 I'll, George. I'll be, good. I was worried. I was I'll worried. I'll be back out there. Oh yes, I love yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I am gonna just do. I, like I say, I don't devote a lot of time to it, and I do think that when she told her mum, my mother-in-law, that I'd got some. The look on... Just, the look on my mother-in-law's face was sort of like, this is the man that's, you know, supporting my daughter. <laughs> but I was just like... Yeah, just I think if, if something feels good... Life's short. If something feels good, do it. What a lovely lesson. Yeah. I didn't expect it to end like that. Thanks, George. <laughs> Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll tell you, because I had a preview last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I did this thing where... So I, I, I'm always, I always never leave enough time to get anywhere. But I feel like when it's your show... You've got to be a bit more on it. Because, you know, if you're like late for a, a gig and it's like, oh, I've not left much time before stage time, but you're doing 20 minutes or something and it's like, okay, fine. But when it's actually your show, if there was a crash on the way or something and you're late, you've really messed around a lot of people. Can I just so, say, because I know that both of our agents listen to this, that I never do that and I'm always on time and I leave plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> But, but 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 let's imagine for a minute that I don't. Um, <laughs> so yesterday I had uh, a preview at Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh, lovely! Yes, yes. I thought uh, I'll get there. They put I think the show was like starting at half seven, but they said get there at least half an hour early. So I thought, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, so I aimed to get there at s- seven. Then I thought, actually, no, I'm going to play it even safer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to aim to get there at like half six quarter to seven and then I put it in my app and then I'm like it takes longer than I thought to get to Leicester so I thought as long as I'm there by by seven so anyway I set off I'm getting there there's no worries in this journey at all because the whole time I'm arriving there for about 20 to seven happy days yeah Um, and then I pulled up in the car park and it was like 20, 20 to seven the venue's a minute's walk away so I'm like I'm too early here so then I'm just sat in the car, listening to a podcast, going through some notes for the show. And then I went uh, to go and get... I always have like a like a tin of coffee before any gig, really. I always like have a, right. like a little... The double shot thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I mean, and I, you're, not the, you're not exactly a high-energy act. <laughs> Where's that going? <laughs> That's what... You're not the first person to say that to me. <laughs> If anything, that's just setting you up for the drive home. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'd always do it on tour with, like, Josh Winnicom. And he's like, yeah, because it takes a lot to stand there (laughs) and sleep normally for a short amount of time. What do you need a coffee for? You barely move. (laughs) (laughs) That is uncanny. Uh, So, yeah, (laughs) it it was that. Um, And I don't know. I think it's because... Because it's a ritual now, I always think, oh, if I have had like a bit of a uh, 
like a sleepless night or something like that. I think as long as I have that twenty minutes before, I'll be I'll be zinging. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, didn't yeah. have one before this <laughs> podcast, by the way. <laughs> um, so anyway, beside the point. So I, I, I go to the shop to get this coffee, and I did something which is very out of character for me. Is I just started chatting to the guy who worked in there because he was friendly. He was a bit like he. I mean, he initiated it, but it right. was an empty shop. And he was just sitting there chilling, and it, he just looked like he had a lot of time to kill, and he was really chatty. So Very he's nice. chatting to me, I'm chatting to him. Uh, he's talking about like all the vapes he's got and the different flavors and stuff like that. Oh, cool! This this is a nice cool. guy. And even in the moment, I'm thinking. This isn't very me to do this, but because I was somewhere else, I was in Leicester, I was sort of like holiday mode. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> you're just like, oh, yeah, cool. Maybe I am this person when I'm in Leicester. Fine. So anyway. I don't want to slag off point, Leicester or anything, but I don't think many people get that feeling when they're in Leicester. <laughs> I know. This, what's great about this is I can see the venue out of the door. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, that's good. I'm all, I am noticing, though, it doesn't look like a lot of um, people are walking in. I thought, oh, surely people are arriving about now. There weren't loads walking in, but I thought, okay, maybe they're coming a bit late. Right. Um, and then I go over, it's like 7 o'clock, and I think, oh, now's the time to amble over. And I got in there at like three minutes past seven, uh, and I asked the guy on the door, I was like, oh, I've come for the, for the, for the comedy and, and the act. He was like, for what show? And I was like, oh, just it's my it's my one. Um, and he went, show me on the board. This is the doorman. So sometimes doormen are a bit abrupt. <laughs> They're like, I was something else then. oh, I hate that. By the way, <laughs> no, 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 it was no, like no. fly me. What I mean is, <laughs> I'm stepping away from this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say. He was like, Point to him. Obviously, they're a bit dim. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yes. No, absolutely abrupt, yes. not. I would never. I would never <laughs> say that about someone who could squeeze me to death. Um, but what I mean is, sometimes you turn up. If you, if you turn up at a venue and there's like the person who manages the show, they're always like, "Oh, come on in," you know. Look. Yeah. But sometimes doormen are a bit like, "Oh, you're going to be funny, are you? Go on, he tells a joke." Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Exactly that. Yep. So I wasn't surprised. He went, "I'll oh, point to the show." So I pointed to it, and as I pointed to it, I saw, and I went, "Oh." The, the time was seven o'clock that the show oh started, my God. and I, I, I <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and it was, and it was only three minutes past. So then immediately that someone appeared at the top of the stairs and was like, "Oh, you're here, you're here, brilliant, you're here," and took me up there. And I mean, obviously, I was very apologetic, and I was, I mean, luckily, shows start a couple of minutes late all the time. This was three minutes past seven, but I thought I felt awful because I put people in that scenario. And I was outside talking to the guy in like, about vapes and stuff because I had too much time. And I was like, oh, my God. But, I mean, the turnaround was really quick. Like, they were so nice at the venue and quickly down my coffee. And five past, I was on stage. That's what time I'd probably go on at five past anyway. So it didn't affect, Other than I had that thing of suddenly, you know, when you're not expecting to be and then suddenly you're on stage in front of like people and you're like whoa where am i what what's going yeah so i was probably a bit a bit flustered for the first uh five minutes but then the show was absolutely lovely and then when i finished i was like this is even better because i finished half an hour earlier than i thought i was gonna finish oh yeah uh, very nice yeah yeah so it was a real bonus so actually it all 
worked out very well. But that's the type of thing that I would... Uh, I used to beat myself up a lot about that personality flaw of mine because I'd do something like that or I'd get something or I'm like so forgetful with mm. stupid little things. Like when I went to Cardiff last weekend, got 10 minutes into the drive, realised I'd forgot my wallet, I had to turn around, go home, look for my wallet, couldn't find it anywhere, realised it was in the car anyway. Oh. So I went again. <laughs> and that is the sort of stuff which I used to get so angry with myself about and be yeah. like, change, you've got to change. Whereas now, recently, for whatever reason, I've just got quite a zen about it. And I go, hey, that's just you, man. Yeah, yeah, you just and wanted to like... talk about vapes, don't worry about it. Who cares they pay for tickets? <laughs> well, yeah, I realise that if it impacts other people, it's not good. But I think the thing that makes it so bad is how annoyed I get at myself. Mm. Whereas now, I'm like, I've been trying to change it for 20 years and I still do those things so obviously trying to avoid doing them my wife will be listening to this thinking oh please don't give up trying to change that <laughs> please please get better but, but so I'm not saying that I accept and I'm happy to do those things yeah but I do try and not not get so angry with myself for doing them I sort of look at it and go ah yeah that is something you're prone to doing keep an eye on that pal yeah and all I think of at times like that is I go uh, maybe I am a bit like that, but you know what? When it comes to my funeral, people will be laughing about it. They go, oh, he was always like that, wasn't he? People don't go, he was always <laughs> late though, wasn't he? Yes, he's dead and yes, we'll miss him, but could he never just arrive on time? They just go, people always say, no matter what your floor is, when it comes to your like funeral, everyone always goes, oh, wasn't he like that? <laughs> if it gets to your funeral... And the thing people are laughing at is that you were sometimes late. Then I'd say your career in comedy did not end up the way you hoped. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. The, the way that you could contextualise, nothing's a big deal if you think about it from the point of view of your funeral. <laughs> but I don't know how healthy that is either. <laughs> that's, that's how I get through it. We've all got coping mechanisms. <laughs> I had, um, yeah. when I did but Leicester... I I have learnt, just before I finish that, I have learned a lesson because I'm that I'm back there in Leicester tomorrow and I'm gonna set off an extra hour earlier. So I'm growing, yeah. What I had, um are you doing the big difference tomorrow? Was that the Yeah. yeah. Um just a heads up, uh that I got there um uh, in plenty of time but I got there I, I got the train there although I did as I say went to the wrong Big Difference venue because if you just type in the Big Difference it does take you to somewhere else uh, which was actually my venue last year anyway I uh, when I got to Big Difference I got there in time I was upstairs going over some notes um, for the show and then somebody from the um, festival turned up to say oh I'm here to like do an interview did you know about this and I, I either I didn't see the email I didn't get the email whatever um, so I was like, I didn't know, but yeah. fine. And she was like, we could do it after or before. And I was like, well, not after, because I need to get the train back. So uh, we'll do it now. So then I was on time, but then the official festival were there interviewing me until like one minute before the show. And then the guy from the venue came oh, upstairs no. and he was like, can, um, can, is it okay? Because we need to get the show. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm just here. I'm here. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Oh, but it's the festival asking me to do but I'm fine because I would prefer to be preoccupied before I go on anyway. Because perfect example of you with the vape shop and the gig is if you go there, you can end up psyching yourself up and getting so prepared that you're like, I'll do this, that, that, that you end up, it's not fun and you end up tripping over yourself. But if you got there 
not thinking about it, thinking about other things anyway. You're just a lot looser yeah. anyway, and it's actually nicer. So I don't mind the distraction, but I was like, I was here on time, and now the only reason I'm late is because more of the festival for the interview. Yeah, that totally is like, you, you, I, I imagine you're a bit the same as me in that. You, you sort of feel responsible for everybody in the situation. So I'm like, I'm trying to apologise for them for running over a little bit, and I'm getting a bit anxious about those people that, and it's just like that's, that's on them, like. Yes, that's it exactly. Yeah, but I, I like to be, uh, I like to try and just be. Just thinking about other stuff before I go on. I'll like, um, I'm the same after actually. In fact, I haven't even spoken about Antwerp and like the Netherlands yet. I was there, but on one of the gigs. Oh yeah, that's what we, we, last week we said next week you'll tell me about that. I mean, if you don't tell me about it now, it's going to be so out of date. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but one thing I will say is that I, um, I was re- we, when we did Amsterdam, I was reading my book before I went on and then, uh, so I was there supporting Michael and, uh, I was reading my book and it was a really good bit of the book. So I went and did the gig and I came off stage. I went straight back upstairs to my dressing room and then the book was there. I was like, oh yeah, read this last chapter, finish this chapter. And then Michael came in uh, to ask, he always asked, you know, how, how was it? Any feedback, whatever, we talk about the gig. Yeah. But I'd been off stage. I think I must have got off stage like maybe a minute and a half max before he walked in and I was just sat there reading my book and he was like, are you, are you reading? And I was like, I realised it must have looked insane <laughs> to be like, just done that and now back to a... <laughs> anyway, back yeah, to the novel. Yeah, you either don't give a shit whatsoever or you're a psychopath <laughs> that could just immediately change modes like that. But it's, it's a nice thing to do because you never give too much to the gig then. Obviously, I respect the gig, but you don't you never overthink it or worry. You just go, I'm reading my book, I'll go into the gig and then after the gig, no matter how it goes which I hope goes well, but you never know. But anyway, the point is, I've got yeah. my book to carry on. And always, good, always good enough to have something to look forward to, whether that's in a holiday in a few months' time or a book in 20 minutes. Yeah. Or rollerblader I when you drop the kids at really, school. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that is a good life lesson, I think. If you've always got something to look forward to, then... 100%. No matter what it is. And for the listener, I... I would like to think that it's on Sunday evening that you've got the pre-work feeling coming in, but you've also got, oh, but I've got the podcast and I get to spend my commute <laughs> with Jake and George. I thought you were gonna say, I thought you were gonna say, but at least they'll be next weekend and we can get smashed. <laughs> no, they've just got this podcast. But it's always good in life to have things to look forward to. It's it makes such a difference. Yeah. No matter what because it just gets that that must is that what serotonin is? Does that release that? Well, yeah, I guess that's just like... Well, just, yeah, serotonin is just happiness, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it, that's what makes me happy, I think, having things to look forward to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because it's almost more than the um, the thing itself, isn't it? They're both good, but it's having something. You go, ooh, look forward to that. It's just nice to have it in. Good to have when you're on holiday. If you're on a holiday, have something good to do when you get back because that stops the post-holiday blues. Oh, I see. Have something in as well. Yeah, that is quite Go, good. oh yeah, I'll do that when I get back. Oh, that'll be nice. And it's just something to do when you get in and that's good. Sorry, again, I haven't spoken about Antwerp and the Netherlands. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, just doing a little self-help. <laughs> so it was my first time to Belgium and my family are originally Belgian. So I went back to the homeland, 
the name Lambert's everywhere over there. How, orig- how originally? How originally? I yeah, think I'm third generation, I think. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> Which means your great-great-grandparents were. No, no, just great. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess uh, I fact, you, didn't, you weren't alive when any of your great-grandparents were alive, were you not? Um, I, I don't know. I get confused with who they all are. But probably not. I didn't meet them either way. Um, <laughs> but, um, They're the Belgium ones. <laughs> Did you ever meet any old people with waffles in their hands? And, and... <laughs> it was those guys. Anyway, sorry. Antwerp, sorry. <laughs> Antwerp was yeah. um, very nice. It's got that sort of European city. You know, you've got two types of European cities. You've got the ones in the sun and you've got the ones that all look quite sort of... Uh, the buildings are all quite white and grey. And they seem to always be slightly yeah. cloudy. It's It was that sort of vibe. But really lovely. The people were so nice. The yeah. only issue is when you're away in these countries, especially in Europe, I find. No, Europe and America is trying to get them to make a cup of tea. You basically have to get them just to give you the ingredients and you'll build it yourself. But the way yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. trying to like <laughs> order a cup of tea and then I'm like, just give me the cup of hot water... And then with the tea bag in and some milk on the side, and then one oh, of I bet they loved you. <laughs> one of they fill for one they fill the cup right to the top with hot water, so there's no space for the milk to go in. So you have to pour that anyway. But what they kept doing was yeah, yeah. they they give me the cup of water with the lid on, with the tea bag on top of that, and then the milk separately. So they were like, just, I think they were like either they were like, hey, here's the ingredients, do what you like, or they're like, oh my god, just do it yourself. I don't know what it, whether it's friendly or not, but it was. But it was it was it was lovely, and I loved walking around Antwerp. We did two shows in Antwerp, and they were um, so nice, and the people were amazing, and um, loved it. And then after the second show in Antwerp, we uh, were driven to Amsterdam because the hotel in Amsterdam was better. So we just got to have two days in Amsterdam, basically. Um, yeah, which... yeah, 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 yeah. I know where this is going. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so. There I am. I'm watching Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> I'm high as a kite. <laughs> um, but I loved it. I, I've got, in fact, one of my favourite bookshops is in Amsterdam. So I got, And I was staying like a four minute walk from it. So I went to go there to pick up a book. You have international favourite bookshops? George, I'm pretty cultural. <laughs> I have a culture. I like actually. that. Yeah, yeah. Waterstones Amsterdam. <laughs> One of my favourites. They're all they're all equal, really. Yeah. Um, but no, I've got it's it's my thing. I do whenever I'm away, even within within the UK, I will like look up what like the independent secondhand bookshop is, and I'm allowed one book from there. That's my rule that I can just get one. So um, when I'm then abroad, there's always they've always got English speaking, uh, either either a section within the bookshop or a bookshop itself. So I went to Antwerp. And I bought yeah. um, The Thin Man from there, which, because the book was slightly damaged, was one euro, which felt quite bad because I was in there for about an hour. Um, so I felt quite bad about that. <laughs> and um, then I went to uh, the book exchange in Amsterdam, uh, which I'd previously bought a book from uh, last year. And I went to buy a book there again. And then just, you, you've been to Amsterdam, haven't you? But you said, I think, last week that you, you were dressed up and it was a stag do. Uh, yeah, I've been a, I've been a few times, but oh, yeah, nice. probably you've been sober. Uh, dressed dressed up most of them. Uh, no, I've never been completely sober. You've no, never no. been there on a, like a 
Like with your <laughs> wife? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We probably had different experiences. Would do. Would do. Happy Should to. do. Should uh, do. Yeah. Recommend it. She's listening. It's yeah. so Pretty nice. 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 Walking just across those bridges of, over the, around the canals. I think it's, it's in yeah. my... Huh. I think I'm going to put it easily top five cities. But I'm now going to list my top five cities. Is that fun? Do you want to do that? List our city, favourite cities? And their respective bookshops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, do, do I want to list my top five cities? Maybe your favourite um, half pipes around the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess... I don't... I, what are they? Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, I guess you know yours. You can tell me yours while I'm thinking of mine. I'm, I've got my top three, and I think Amsterdam is in it, actually. So I'll just do my top three. Yeah. Yeah. So number one yeah, okay. is uh, Toronto. Oh, cool. That's My brother lives in Toronto. Oh, really? Have you been there? Have you been to visit? Yeah. No. Not, no. Not dressed up or sober? Neither, no. <laughs> oh, Toronto's incredible. Um, do you get on with your brother? Before I make this awkward? Uh, I, I get on with him... <laughs> no, I, I love him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the person that will eventually get to the point. I'm, I'm celebrant at his wedding. Oh, in a, in a couple of months. yeah. We both got that coming uh, up. Brilliant. Yeah, we get we get on very well. The problem is he's moved there since I've had multiple children, so it's it's a harder trip to to make now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I see. This is true. Um, but I mean, but I you can easily do it for a weekend. But I don't know what it's like having children. But then again, you went to Cardiff for a gig. You can go to Toronto for a holiday. Anyway, I'm not a parent. I don't yeah. know. But I, so basically, I used to live in Canada and I had a, a visa to be there. And then I only came back because I wanted to start comedy and um, it wasn't ideal in Canada. But however, mm. when I was there, I was in uh, Calgary and I was around like Banff and Lake Louise. Lovely. However... I then went back to go to a um, a wedding, and on the way back from the wedding, I stopped in Toronto for three nights, thinking I might as well just see Toronto. And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. this place is incredible! It's so so nice. It's like I like New York. New York maybe comes in in top five. So I, li- I like New York a lot. So um, it's like New York, but it's clean and everybody is so friendly that at one point." So we went to a baseball game, went to watch the Blue Jays. And when we got there, they were like, uh, we just had the um, ticket on the phone. But this was, I'd like to think it's changed now, but this was 2017, but it wasn't. You needed the paper thing. You needed it printed out, right? So I was like, oh, well, I'm on holiday here. I don't have a printer. And as we're talking about, sometimes bouncers and security can be quite abrupt. The guy working there just went, "Um, you need this printed off. And I went, oh, I don't have, he goes, no worries, just use our office. And they just take me to the office and they're like, yeah, we'll put it out for you, no worries. And there's like no chance, you know, like just so nice. Anyway, we go and watch the baseball. Yeah, yeah. There is, within the stadium, the Blue Jay Stadium, there's a Marriott Hotel, which means some of the rooms, the wall to the hotel is just a big window oh, yeah, yeah. looking out over the uh, stadium. That's close. Incredible. And far enough yeah. away that a baseball won't hit it, obviously. It'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so that's very cool. And then, um, so I just loved it. And then afterwards, we were in a, a diner at night, um, and there was just people around, and this young guy came in on his own. Turns out he was there, he was like 19, he was coming to visit the university at Toronto. He was from Canada, another part, and he'd come over there to visit the, um, 
the university to see if he wanted, he wanted to go there or something like that. And uh, everyone in the diner just started talking to him. And, like, it's the most ridiculous city. It's amazing, but very expensive. <laughs> this, I would... no, can you can you say something to slag it off? Because I think my brother listens to this podcast and I want him to come home. So uh, It's expensive. Anything like... It's expensive. You, he's wasting all his money and... uh, there. Um, it's... Uh, um, um, oh, I can't. I don't have any... What is it? Um <laughs> All right. Well, sorry, George. If I if I never see him again, I'll, I'll put that on you. But that's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to find something negative about Toronto. I'm sorry. Second is Sydney. Yeah. Um, which, as we know, uh, I loved it, uh, despite or even because of MDMA sharks. I'd say despite the MDMA sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. um, Amsterdam, I think, Toronto. is my favourite, just to sort of wander around. Because it is. It's probably one of the only cities yeah. that is. Um, it's what you imagine it's going to be. When you get there, you're like, oh, this is what I pictured. It is There are actually people yeah. on bikes. There are all these canals. And it's so lovely. It's <laughs> like, it's what you imagine. Yeah. And it's not all built up in any way. Um, and I like bridges, it turns out. I'm a big fan of bridges. I've realised this. What, what I um, like about Amsterdam is that you could have, and the fact that I'm saying I've been on so many stag dudes there, it could be seedy, and obviously it's famous for its red light district. So, and even like you mention it, you go, "Oh yeah, Amsterdam." But it's actually they do it in a way which isn't seedy at all. I think. I think you go to other places, like you go Hamburg or something like that. I think that is a bit seedy. Whereas uh, Amsterdam manages to be all them things, but mm. still be like clean and friendly and nice yes so, uh, so actually full marks yeah we're giving Amsterdam the green light <laughs> yes <laughs> well done <laughs> but it is yeah I, I love that and then I think maybe do you know what maybe top five maybe would actually be something like Edinburgh what about you what have you got you've done I only got four from you there by the way I think you've got Amsterdam Sydney Toronto and Edinburgh oh well, then I'll go New York and New oh you did say that alright yeah that's good uh, Checks out. Me. Uh, quickly, I'll tell you. Manchester <laughs> is <laughs> number one, obviously. <laughs> uh, London. I, I like London as well. Do you? Despite uh, the then... last five episodes of this podcast, I think. You... <laughs> <laughs> Although you have, yeah, got, yeah, have yeah. got it framed behind you. Actually, if we are putting London, I do love London, of course. <laughs> I mean, I live there. Um, so I didn't think about that. That's quite bad, isn't it? But it is in there. Anyway. Yeah, great. Yeah. And yeah, New York. Just love New York so much. Um, and then we're going to Carnival for number four. It's Rio. Ooh. That's cool. Yes. Huh. Yeah. yeah good shout. That's fun. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. I've never been, but. Looks pretty good. Yeah, Saw an episode of The Simpsons. They went there. And then the Rio of Europe, Barcelona. Oh, I do like Barcelona. That's a good point. I did enjoy Barcelona. That's easily in top ten. That was a nice. Bit of organised fun at the end there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the bit. Because it was at the end, if people don't like it, they've gone. 
<laughs> it's it's petered out, but I, I liked it. Uh, where were uh, you? Where were you gigging this weekend? I'm back at well, I'm back in Leicester, but of course. an hour earlier for my show. Yeah, and um, steering clear of any vape shops. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. By the way, it wasn't it wasn't a, a strictly a vape shop because I would have no business in there. It was a news agent. He just had such an impressive display of vapes. He wanted to tell me about them. Um, and then next week, I'm in, I don't know what days we'll record next week, but I'm in Manchester and, and London next week for, for more previews. Oh, nice. I'm in Plymouth all week. We've got, I think, eight shows in a row? Or maybe seven shows. Seven shows in a row wow. in Plymouth. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be... I find that a nice place to, to, to be. I'd, oh. If I've ever gigged there, I've stayed over. Only ever, like, one night. Yeah. I think it's a nice place to, like, wander around because you really feel like you're at the end of the country there, lovely oh that's nice peaceful oh yeah yeah great well i will um i'll i'll, I'll seek out a uh, a bookshop i'll let you know just uh yeah, just let you know how yeah. wholesome i can be but yeah actually i've never properly got to uh look around and see it so i will yeah that's nice then i've got i'll, I'll certainly i'll have a week to do it so hopefully um i'll discuss that oh well maybe when we record next week you'll be in plymouth i will be yeah that. for sure um, oh, sweet. So we can get, like, you know, live on the ground. What's, I could be roaming. What's the Plymouth vibe? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, lovely. I'll be, I'll be the roaming reporter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it, I always thought it was roving reporter. Oh, I, that make, does that make more sense? Rove. No, they both make equal sense. That's why it's probably, oh, that's why I've it's got probably... The... Okay, I'm, I'm also um, I'm jumping up and down a bit here because I need a wee. Um, can you see me jiggling? That's what my kids do, and I go to them, you. You need a wee, don't you? And they go, no, no. And they go, why are you doing that? And they go, just dancing, just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you're right. It is a roving reporter. Right. So that's what you'll be. Uh, good to speak to you, mate. And I'll uh, I'll catch you when you're in Plymouth, mate. When you rove down to Plymouth, yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Remember to leave for your gig around now. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> See you next week. All right, mate. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.